So, <clears throat> picking up where we left off last week, we're in the middle of session six, uh, Law of One, January 24, 1981. So, again, nearly 33 years ago. <clears throat> this is the re listened version. Last week we did the first half of six, uh, session six and talked uh, extensively about Maldek and Bigfoot and coming to Earth. And uh, one of the final lines of that session or our talking last time was from 613, which was the last QA we did. Ross said, you are not all one race or background of beginning. The experience you share is unique to this time-space continuum. And that's a key principle to understand Earth humanity, is that uh, the souls on Earth are from many different 3D planets. Ross said about 10 to 15. And uh, some of them were negative, and some of them were positive, and some of them were advanced, and some of them were not advanced. And so that's what you've got. There are some humans uh, on Earth that are really quite primitive in their mind, and that doesn't mean it's one group or race, but I can see, you know, I traveled a lot <clears throat> all over the world, in every single society are some people who are really primitive in their mind. They hardly think at all. Meanwhile, in every group, there are some people who are clearly very negative. In every group, in every race, there are clearly some people who are truly positive. And in every group, there are many, many people who are neither positive nor negative, but somewhat developed in their thinking, or they can think. <laughs> they have emotionality, but they're not clearly oriented positive or negative. And so that's because of the origin of the souls on Earth being from multiple 3D worlds, and the mix, again, is positive, negative, and non-polarized, and advanced versus non-advanced 3D planets. And so it really is a, a mixed situation here and unique. Now, once we get off of um, the discussion about Maldak and Bigfoot and the origin of the races here, the new material starts with question 614. And Don asks a short question and Ra gives a long answer. Don says, I think it would be appropriate to discover how the law of one acts in this transfer of beings to our planet and the action of harvest. So again, this is an early session and uh, Don is trying to get some basic understanding of um, the operation of the law of one. The law of one is, um, it's not exactly the mechanics of creation or soul evolution. It's the reality that all is one. And <clears throat> within that unity, uh, there are laws, like the law of karma, or the law of free will, or the law of squares. These are more operative. In my personal view, the law of one uh, is, not, uh, is not operative in the same way. It, it's the basic unity of all, <clears throat> that all is one. And by that truth, uh, many, many principles are derived. But it's not that... Um, there, there are more specific laws that come into play when we're talking about transfer of beings to Earth and, and the action of harvest. And Ra will explain that. So Ra says... The law of one states simply that all things are one, that all beings are one. 
and then they go on. There are certain behaviors and thought forms consonant with the understanding and practice of this law. Those who, finishing a cycle of experience, meaning a dimensional phase of a planet, demonstrate various grades of distortion of that understanding of thought and action, meaning different levels of their being, will be separated by their own choice into the vibratory distortion most comfortable to their mind-body-spirit complexes. This process is guarded or watched by those nurturing beings who, being very close to the law of one in their distortions, nevertheless have the distortion towards active service. And so, <clears throat> the mechanics of harvesting is the fact that there are different dimensional levels of creation in the exact same way that, that the white light is uh, prismatically divided into seven colors. Those seven colors represent frequencies of light, and the seven colors relate to the seven chakras, which are related to the seven dimensions, which are related to seven levels of consciousness, which are the grades of distortion of understanding thought and action of, of the loved one. So again, <clears throat> I wouldn't get fixated too much on trying to uh, trying to explain everything in terms of the law of one or the unity that all is one, but uh, within that unity there are there there are distinctions and mathematical principles, and the ma main principle is the octave, the idea of uh, seven as one or one as seven, and so souls evolve uh, within cosmic plan. So my book Universal Vision is subtitled. Soul evolution and cosmic plan. Soul evolution is the function, and cosmic plan is the structure. <clears throat> the octaves, which are uh, ratios of light, actually, um, represent the structure of creation. Uh, the dimensions are the uh, framework or the ladder in which we evolve, uh, in which souls, by their own development of mind, development of their being, energy development uh, more towards an appreciation of unity uh, evolve sequentially after, you know, dimension by dimension. And so they're separated by their own choice into, what Ross says, the vibratory distortion most comfortable to themselves, which means uh, birds of a feather flock together. The human, the souls on Earth, 98%, are here uh, because they couldn't be anywhere else in terms of manifestation or incarnation. They can't live in a sixth-density world. They, they're not qualified to live in a fourth-density world. They're qualified only to be at the human level. They're more than qualified to be animals, and so they shouldn't be in animal bodies, and they're not. They're in human bodies. And, and these souls will then get out of a human body and get to the next level if they, by themselves, make the effort to develop positive or negative sufficiently. And that is uh, demonstrating various grades of understanding or realization of the law of one. Uh, it's also basically levels of, of soul development. And <clears throat> the law of one is not the end of the game either. Uh, Don doesn't understand Buddhism, and so he doesn't understand that the uh, unified self is not the end of the end of the path. Unified self is the realization of the law of one, or self as all, all is one. Uh, it goes beyond that. But beings basically develop 
by the efficient use of catalyst, as I said before, whether they uh, can move towards positive or negative by their own efforts. If they do so sufficiently, they harvest. And so Ra says, thus, the illusion is created of light, or more properly, but less understandably, light love. Uh, this is in various degrees of intensity. These are called dimensions. The spirit complex of each harvested entity moves along the line of light until the light grows too glaring, at which time the entity stops. This entity may have barely reached third density, or may be very, very close to the ending of third density, light love distortion vibratory complex. <laughs> so this third density <clears throat> light love distortion vibratory complex means third density vibratory condition of light. Um, beings may be young in 3D, a young soul. Beings may be harvestable or nearly harvestable, which is an older soul. Uh, wanderers are considered old souls <clears throat> who actually don't even need to be in 3D, but are here to help the harvest primarily. Uh, whether the entity is young or old in 3D uh, at the beginning or nearly or well harvestable, uh, they will experience the dimensional shift process. And so the entity, the idea is that at the higher level of each entity, which is called the spirit complex, body, mind, spirit complex, three elements, <clears throat> at, at that level of their being, uh, which is um, our, our finer energy fields associated with higher self, there is the ability to um, absorb or react or relate to um, higher intensity of light or a finer expression of light uh, to, the, to the point that the entity then can't go further when it can't take the light. <laughs> and so that phrase, take, can you take the light? Uh, he couldn't take the light, uh, is, is literal and metaphysical. And so entities who can withstand more love uh, are those who will harvest on the positive path to fourth density positive. And those who can't stand can't handle too much love, light, truth, kindness, openness, surrender, non-control, non-manipulation, you know, reality as it is. Those who can't handle that, repeat. And, and so that's what we see with people around us, and we've seen it ourselves. Uh, less capacity to hear the truth, or more capacity to hear the truth. Less capacity or more capacity to react with kindness. Some people are so stuck, um, they don't want the truth, and they don't want kindness. Or they'll take your kindness in a selfish way, but they have none to give. Because they're too selfish. Because they're too stuck. Uh, because they haven't really moved out of uh, small thinking. Or uh, body identification. Or whatever. So... Um, Beings evolve as much as they can, and at harvest, uh, there's a separation of souls, again, according to their own self-development. And so, <clears throat> Ra says, nevertheless, those who fall within this octave of intensifying light love, meaning third density, those who fall within this octave of intensifying light love then experience a major cycle during which the opportunities are many, 
for the discovery of the distortions which are inherent in each entity and therefore the lessening of these distortions. So this is very difficult languaging here. The entity who, the human, uh, as you can see in the world around you, um, has, has achieved a different level of consciousness development, development of body-mind-spirit complex, right? Develop, spiritual development, what we call. At harvest time, uh, the higher portion of that being will uh, comfortably accept uh, a particular degree of light or light love. Uh, we'll talk more about why it's really light love later. Mm. According to their capacity to comfortably be with that greater intensity of light, greater intensity of beingness, uh, that will determine where they go. Uh, and so most souls will repeat their density, some who are harvestable to go to fourth density, but very few, actually. And so uh, those who are still uh, unable to accept light or light love or quality of a higher dimension uh, will experience another 3D cycle on another planet. And the purpose of that is, as Ra says, to discover the many, during which they'll have more opportunities to discover their distortions and then lessen these distortions. That's the purpose of human life, the discovery and the lessening of distortions in mind-body-spirit complex, or more properly, more simply, mind. The, the realizing our distortions and lessening or making less our distortions. That's it. That's the purpose of life. That's the purpose of 3D, uh, to recognize distortions and and by our chosen path, which generally 90% of the souls go positive, uh, generally it means to learn to accept truthfully, honestly, and with love and understanding, uh, make peace with those distortions, and come to appreciate higher qualities like love and honesty and uh, the opposite of those distortions. Uh, thereby develop ourselves and be able to carry, you know, to, to embrace greater light. That's the spiritual path. <clears throat> and so, this is a more philosophical introduction, uh, and uh, it's a little bit hard to understand. But uh, basically, entities uh, will progress at harvest time uh, according to their development and their capacity to uh, receive a different degree of light, or light love. And by that, um, higher self determines where they go next, whether they repeat 3D or go harvesting, harvest to uh, the next dimension. 6.15, Don asks, what's the length in our years of one of these cycles, meaning the 3D cycle? Ross said, one major cycle is approximately 25,000 years. There are three of these major cycles of this nature during which those who have progressed may be harvested at the end of three major cycles. And so the, uh, that is approximately between 75 and 76,000 of your years. All are harvested regardless of their progress, in, including whether they're in body or out. For during that time, the planet itself has moved through the useful part of that dimension and begins to cease being useful for the lower levels of vibration within that density. 
And that's also what we see happening. There are some very unevolved humans on Earth who um, can't use um, the, the current energy environment of planet Earth to continue growing, and they're very stuck. And so they're very physical and very kind of instinctual and sort of animalistic and uh, primitive in thinking or not thinking very much, you know, like like you can see in third world countries, people like that, but you can see in Western nations too. A very crude-minded people. They're almost like animals and uh, beasts on two legs. Uh, pashu, Hindus say pashu means animal. So there are people, people have been like that for a long time on planet Earth, and <clears throat> uh, these people... Uh, being closer to uh, the animal kingdom can't make good use of 3.7 vibratory conditions. 3.7 means the, the, the seventh sub-phase of, if we say, it, a seven-fold third density uh, cycle. So third density cycle is the master cycle, 75, 76,000 years, divided into three master major cycles, 25,000 years each, that is the same as the precession of the equinox, the wobble of the solar system around the 12 constellations, the astrological. That's 25, 26,000 years, 2,000 or so per sign, times 12, gets about 25. Three of those is 3D. Uh, now we're at the end. The end is uh, comparable to the seventh subplane of third density. So in time, if we're going to divide seven phases, you know, 10,000 years each or something, this is 3.7. Those vibratory conditions of planet Earth at 3.7, right at the edge of fourth density, right near dimensional shift, these vibratory conditions are not very helpful or usable by uh, very primitively not evolved humans, which means people who don't think much, people who don't want to think, people who cannot think, they cannot think. They actually cannot. Not only by television and mind control or, you know, junk food, <clears throat> pollution, and all, all, all the different forms of brain damaging of modern culture. Despite that, they, they've been this way. They, they were this way before technology. And so those people are those who are um, not capable of making good use of this time, and they shouldn't be on a planet that's 3.7, but an earlier uh, developed planet. So uh, this is the end of the last major cycle of 25,000 years, and uh, this is, you know, the time of harvest. And so Don asks that further, 616, is this planet, what's the position of Earth, this planet, with respect to progression? of the cycle at this time. Ra said, this sphere is at this time in fourth dimension vibration. Uh, its material is quite confused due to the society memory complexes embedded in its consciousness. It has not made an easy transition to the vibrations which beckon, therefore it will be fetched with some inconvenience. And these are Earth changes. So, Earth sphere is now in the vibratory condition of fourth dimension. Um, meaning the Earth is basically a 3D, 4D blend right now. Its fourth dimensional energy field is somewhat activated. So again, planets like human beings 
have seven dimensional, seven can be understood as having seven distinct energy fields. These seven distinct energy fields or bodies are associated with the seven chakras. These are associated with seven conditions of consciousness. For a planet, of course, it's a little more grand than for an individual, but you know, the Earth is moving into its fourth density cycle. It's moving to then for activation, fuller activation of the fourth dimensional body, energy body, energy field. The planet after dimensional shift will be activated one, two, three, four. So any person who harvests or graduated would then be ad- uh, activated one, two, three, four. One second, first, second, third, fourth chakra dimensional energy bodies. And <clears throat> the problem, of course, on Earth is that the society complex or humans are very stuck in third density vibratory condition, meaning very few humans will harvest. Very few humans understand love. This is not a world of love, if you haven't noticed. So, Earth is a school for souls who have not yet learned to love. Period. Uh, Earth is a school for souls who have not yet learned to love. And love is not lovey-dovey. Love means goodness for one and all. You know, honesty and uh, kindness for one and all. I mean, if people were that way, this would be a paradise. And there are other third-density planets that are wholly positive, meaning there's no negative harvest, there's almost no negativity. And they live joyous, happy lives. They're still in third density, they still got a lot to go, but there's no suffering and war in any big, big way because they're all helping each other. And that could be the way it is here, but it won't be because... Earth, this planet, in this third density cycle, is given to this mix of souls. If you give a third density planet to a, um, a spectrum range of souls, meaning souls that are some positive, some negative, and many who don't think much, some are very primitive, some are more advanced, if you give the planet to such a mixed group, this is what you get. <laughs> the negative, clever ones go to the top, the uh, dull, unthinking ones are uh, trodden on the bottom, and the positive ones have quiet horror and do whatever they can without much power to make things better. That's what you got. So Earth won't be a paradise planet in this 3D cycle. Impossible. Cannot happen. Because of the mix of souls. So that to me is very... It's not, it's, it's not discouraging. It's just realism. But Earth's material is quite confused because the planet is sort of vibrating fourth ray more and more, and the society is very confused across the spectrum of 3D primitive mind. And so this not easy transitions to the vibrations that beckon mean it's having a hard time graduating. That's why the wanderers are here. Therefore, there will be inconvenience. It'll be fetched, meaning um, it'll be uh, it, it will complete the uh, energy change process with inconvenience. What is the inconvenience? Ra says, well, this inconvenience or disharmony, disharmonious vibratory complex has begun several of your years in the past and it shall continue unabated for a period of approximately 30 years. Now, interestingly, that was, you know, January 24th, 2011. So now because this came in 1981, 
30 years is 2011. I've said that approximately is the 10%. So uh, approximately could be 33 years, and that's like now. <laughs> you know, Jan late January 2014. So uh, the approximately, the, the inconveniences are earth changes. Ra will explain that. I think either they did already or in another place. The inconveniences are earth changes. Uh, will continue for approximately 30 years, after which Earth will be a fourth-dimensional planet. As Ross says, yes, this is so, 618. However, obviously, it's late January 2014, approximately 30 years after this was said, and we're still, we still have third-density civilization. Uh, that, and we still have some Earth changes, right? Weather and volcano earthquakes and uh, solar activity and all sorts of disruption of the cycles of planet Earth. So, uh, it's a question of what does approximately mean, but we're really getting to the end. Really, 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 we are getting to the end of third density. And uh, timing is... Um, timing is immaterial, <laughs> literally. It's immaterial. It's not central to the issue. I mean, we just do our best day by day. You do your best here. You do your best in an astral plane. You do your best in the home dimension. You do your best day by day. One breath at a time, one step at a time. Do what you can. Do your best, you know, sincerely. And whether you're here or there, don't matter. I mean, it does matter in a way, but um, it will end when it ends. No man shall know the hour. Even the angels don't know because it's uh, the logoic decision. But we really are getting to the end of third density. And the earth changes will end and then earth will go through a full dimensional shift and there will be no more human 3D civilization. None. The kingdom of heaven on earth begins. Uh, and that's really where we're going. And it's not. it's getting closer every day. Uh, and the last question before I open the questions will be 619 and Don asks is it possible to estimate the percentage of the present population that will inhabit the fourth density planet meaning earth how many people will, grab it, or will graduate and Ross said the harvesting is not yet thus estimation is meaningless they also have said uh, there's no virtue in the counting uh, however Despite there being no virtue, uh, we like trying to count. So, I have done this myself also. I would estimate um, 4%, 8%, 12 or 13%. About 5 about 10 a little less than 5 a little less than 10 or a little less than 15%. Humans will harvest, graduate out of, 4D, out of 3D to 4D positive. So, the harvest is really small. Ra at one point said later that um, uh, all the efforts of the Wanderers, the Adepts, and the Confederation are all bent upon a single goal, which is helping to increase the harvest, which means helping people develop themselves to harvestability, which really means sufficient love. Love, kindness, open heart, open mind. 
and then they said, however, there are few to harvest. And uh, it's expected that the harvest will be so low that the fourth density positive cycle of Earth to come will need to will need to have its surface population supplemented uh, by um, by want, by other fourth density groups coming here. So, just like Earth's three D cycle has involved the um, the combination of many uh, many other planet other three D planet souls coming here together, ten to fifteen other planets sending non-graduating souls to Earth's 3D cycle. Likewise, the fourth density cycle will probably involve other fourth density positive planets sending their people, their souls here. You know, it's all voluntary. Uh, their souls will come here to uh, supplement and bulk up the human surface population in fourth density positive in the future of Earth because the harvest will be so low. That's expected. And, you know, it's very not very difficult to see, frankly. <clears throat> Meaning, you know, look at a crowd of people. How many people have a radiance? How many people's face shows a radiance of goodness? How many people show a radiant goodness in their face? Nearly none. I would say one or two out of a hundred. I mean, for wanderers, I can see one or two out of a hundred, but maybe one out of 20, maybe two out of 20. And I'm not talking about happy-dappy, cheery face. I'm talking about love, a love-radiant face. Now, if you don't know what that is, you don't know what it is, but it can be seen. Um, harvestability and level of mind can be seen in the face, for sure. And the eyes and the, the demeanor, the main, M-E-I-N, their mean, M-I-E-N or M-E-I-N, the, um, the overall quality uh, of their face. And almost nobody shows it. Almost no one has a radiance. And Ra had said that those who are harvestable will have a certain quality about them that's special or noteworthy or uh, remarkable. Remarkable means we can remark on it, means we can uh, perceive it uh, and make a note of it. And uh, very, very few humans are going to graduate. There are lots of people who are, you know, decent folks. They're not going to beat up old ladies. There may be, you know, somebody falls down, they'll help them up. But that's not harvestability. That's just basic kindliness. That's not enough. That's not sufficient to graduate to fourth density positive. There has to be a, a dedication to um, goodness for self and other. A dedication to truth, a dedication to well-being for all. I mean, when there's true dedication to well-being, it isn't selfish. And so, and that shows as a radiance in the face, among other things. Uh, very, very few people have it. <clears throat> and so, you know, I was thinking, I often think these ways, right? Uh, 4%, 8%, 12, 13%, <clears throat> something like that. So I've often said, I mean, to be kindly, I often say uh, uh, 10%. <laughs> but it probably, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 4%. So 5%, so 10% of the human population, 7 billion, 10% is 700 million. 
Five percent is three hundred and fifty million. I wouldn't be surprised if we had three hundred and fifty or four hundred million people graduate or harvest. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if the harvest is five percent or so, plus or minus two. Not a bit surprised. So ninety-five percent repeater. Not 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 uh, surprising. And again, they said, you know, despite the best efforts, Raw said this. You'll see this later in the sessions. Despite the best efforts of the adepts, the wanderers, and the confederation, there are few to harvest. And um, I think that's very uh, likely. <clears throat> and so, okay, then 620, and then we'll go to questions. Don asks, well, okay, does the fact that we're in the transition period now have anything to do with the reason that you've made your information available to the population, meaning that they're making this contact? And yes, of course. And Ra goes into uh, a bit of poignant self-reflection and says, we have walked among your people. We remember. We remember sorrow. We have seen much. We have searched for an instrument of the proper parameters of distortion in mind-body-spirit complex and supporting understanding group of mind-body-spirit complexes to accept this information with minimal distortion and maximal desire to serve for some of your years. I repeat, we have searched for an instrument of the proper parameters of distortion in mind-body-spirit complex and supporting and understanding group of mind-body-spirit complexes to accept this information with minimal distortion and maximal desire to serve for some of your years? The answer, in short, is yes. However, we wished you to know that in our memory, we thank you. This very um, pained expression, pained uh, reply. Uh, the question is, is the fact that we're at the end of the third density cycle on Earth the reason or related to why you're giving us this information and made contact right now with us, L and L, Don was asking. And so this is a big deal. This is a very elder group. The term for the wanderer another term for wanderers is brothers and sisters of sorrow. Ra, of course, is the only source on Earth that says that uses that phrase brothers and sisters of sorrow. And if you have eyes to see, you will know that that, that shows their um, maturity. That only, only a very evolved being even thinks and speaks that way. Only a being with great subtlety of, of sensitivity, great spiritual uh, maturity and depth of feeling could even think that way and use such a term. So Ross says, in answering the question about, you know, are you here because we're at the end of the cycle, Ra basically is saying, we've been with you, we know who you are, we remember our being with you, we remember what's been happening, and in fact, you see, this cycle has already ended from sixth density. Where there is no time, there is no future. And so, sixth density, Ra's position is already out of time. That's why they say, we wished, past tense, we wished you to know that in our memory, from our memory, our remembering, we thank you. Well, we're not talking about yesterday, aren't we talking about today? Uh, today is already a yesterday for them. 
and the harvest is already over and they already know what the numbers are uh, and they know that um, this has been a very messy cycle on this planet and they they have done a lot of things that have contributed to an increase of suffering on planet earth uh, a lot of confederation activity has been the cause of a great deal of suffering on planet earth now humans are responsible for their usage of that technology and what was given to create suffering for each other no suffering is undeserved I assure you however um, they are the proximate cause of the confederation elder confederation by naive attempts to help mainly by technology transfers since uh, the end of Atlantis and so they've been searching for a long time to make this final contact before the end of the third density cycle a third density cycle marked by a lot of suffering whose result is going to be a very low harvest uh, in which a great deal of suffering was was indirectly caused by naive confederation attempts to help not nice not not uh, not pleasant and um, Ra is really saying we're very grateful <laughs> that you incarnated uh, to receive our contact we really appreciate it so let's uh, get to some questions you know that notion of the rapture the notion of the rapture is very similar to the notion of harvest however um, without getting into all the details it seems that everyone will die <clears throat> uh, yes because Ra has said that when the planet is in its fourth dimensional energy condition um, a 3d soul a 3d body can't exist in the fourth dimensional energy condition um, and so we couldn't live in our human body on a 4d positive planet because the body can't stand you know can't take the energetics now Ra has said that when earth when the harvest is over or dimensional shift is fully achieved earth would be activated one two three four meaning first second third fourth dimensionally activated however third dimension will go out of activation for a while meaning there will be no more 3d civilization no more 3d artifacts they use that term artifacts meaning the cup and the saucer the building and the uh, you know this the urban creations of, of cities and roads and boats and bags and beds and that's just the bee you know, every level every human creation will disappear and there will be no more humans here uh, when the fourth density cycle starts and I mean there's been a lot of discussion by a lot of wanderers over the last 30 years what this means and some people say well it's gradual and some people say no it's instantaneous and I'm more on the instantaneous camp in the twinkling of an eye there'll be a big flash of light and everybody will basically find themselves in the after-death plane and some of the younger people who are double-bodied will remain <clears throat> on the earth which will become a meadow which will be basically uh, endless grassland and meadows and uh, nature will remain and the animals will talk to them 
and the angels will drop from the sky and um, everything there'll be beautiful music playing and it'll be perfect temperature and everybody will be shocked and overjoyed uh, but that won't be many and those will be those who are fourth density with double body who could make the transition without dying but in my view which is limited and other people disagree and argue well for other positions in my view um, there will be no more 3D human civilization instantaneously and so it's not that two are working in the field and one disappears but two are working in the field and both will disappear and the only one who will remain will be uh, you know a fourth density wanderer with with two bodies with this double energy body condition which again we'll talk more about later yeah well you know it all all this stuff gets clear as we go into it again and again and don't worry about it you know seven dimensions uh, seven energy fields of a planet um, seven chakras seven bodies energy bodies of a person associated with the seven chakras so wander some wanders have a fourth density body activated now those are so-called indigo children crystal children those silly terms <clears throat> uh, those people those wanderers potentially could remain without dying but in my limited view uh, I think everyone will uh, experience a flash of light or um, see appearing beyond the curtain the curtain is the illusion the so-called the word illusion means that what we perceive is is not what it is what what reality is is not its appearance and so the street scene of the uh, people and the cars and the this and the that moving around that's just a play of light and that is maintained by our consciousness limited perception our, our consciousness of limited perception our limited perception consciousness and by the logos that keeps the solar system and the octave um, humming along meaning why do planets remain in their orbits because it's God's will <laughs> because it's the will of the logos the creator the system it's the natural law okay well it's a natural law that natural law was a created is a creation created by a great being or great the infinite creator whatever you want to call it the absolute um, that keeps that law in place that keeps the phenomena as they are and keeps the laws uh, dimensional shift is a glitch in the matrix and it's another law but when that happens the play of light uh, winks out and winks back on in my view so there'll just be a, a, a big flash of light or there'll be nothing <laughs> and and everybody will be in a changed condition there's no death you see people shouldn't you know they say everyone will die and everybody goes oh no everyone will die means everyone will be on the astral plane in their astral body that's all and you're either confused or you're clear and if you're not clear now better do your work because you're gonna die 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 means nothing it means you're gonna leave you're gonna leave your body so you better prepare because you're gonna leave your body <laughs> everybody 
does, you know. If you hadn't noticed, everybody does. Doesn't mean die. It doesn't mean end. It's just the end of this inhabitation. <clears throat> you take off this costume, and you have another one. You take off your clothes, <clears throat> the human clothing, and you're gone. And you're in a different place. But you still remain. Uh, and everybody will go through that. <laughs> and so people are so silly, you know. They live the life with never thinking of what's the purpose of the life. And they never think about where they're going. Because they have such fear. So what can I say? <clears throat> but yeah, as far as I can tell, it'll be a momentary, instantaneous affair. Dimensional shift in the twinkling of an eye. And it, it's similar to the rapture, except the fact that everybody will be disappeared. And the only people, and some people will remain, those who are of pure heart. The meek shall inherit the earth. So the Bible talked about it pretty well, the New Testament. Jesus, in fact, Ra said that Jesus, or Yeshua, understood that earth was at the last portion of its third density cycle. <laughs> and that's why those teachings focus on love to help people graduate. <clears throat> so let's continue. Um, uh, question 21. Now we have some questions um, about Ra's work on Earth and the history um, about UFOs. Uh, 621, Don says, The disc-shaped craft we call UFOs um, some have said they come possibly from Venus. Would any of these be your craft? And Ross said, we have used crystals for many purposes. The craft of which you speak have not been used by us in your space-time-present memory complex. <clears throat> However, we have used crystals and the bell shape in the past of your illusion. And, and that's their contact, um, their first contact in Atlantis. So they use crystals for different things, for healing, for initiation, for planetary balancing, and related to UFO appearance. They didn't use a bell-shaped craft said to be from Venus, like the George Adamski contact. That's, they're all saying, that's not us. They didn't say it's real or not real, they just said, that's not us. <clears throat> Meaning, we haven't used anything like that in the present time on Earth. But in the past, we have done things, we have used ships um, related to crystals that look in the bell shape. And so Don asks, how many years ago in the past did you use the bell-shaped craft to come here? Bell, meaning like a that kind of bell-style design. Ra said, we visited your peoples 18,000 of your years ago and did not land again 11,000 years ago. <clears throat> so 18,000 years ago was... Um, uh, the the later phase of Atlantis, but they were still agrarian at that time. They were not highly technological 18,000 years ago. 11,000 years ago was the end of Atlantis, or even uh, after the, the collapse of the civilization and the destruction of the continent. And later we'll get further into Ra's history. Don goes on, the, the photographs of the bell-shaped craft <clears throat> and reports of contact from Venus exist from less than 30 years ago, particularly uh, Adamski and um, 
uh, other of the, the Space Brother contactees of the 1950s and 60s. Do you have any knowledge of these reports? And Ra has a lot, but they can't say everything. So the answer is 623. We have knowledge of oneness with these forays of your time-space present, meaning we know we're, we're, we're at one with this whole situation. We are no longer of Venus. However, there are thought forms created among your peoples from our time of walking among you. The memory and thought forms created therefrom are part of your society memory complex. The mass consciousness, as you may call it, creates the experience once more for those who request such experience. The present Venus population is no longer sixth density. <clears throat> so this is a difficult answer. They're saying, uh, we understand uh, and we are uh, not separate, in a sense, from our from the knowledge from from the what you're talking about here, which is uh, uh, bell-shaped craft and reports of entities from Venus. Now again, that's the 1950s and 60s space brothers phenomenon, or you know space brothers contactee phenomena, which was generally very positive, actually. Uh, George Adamski, George Hunt Williamson. Uh, there was another George, uh, George Van Tassel. Uh, generally, these were wanderers um, who were in touch with genuine Confederation groups. Even Ashtar, Ashtar Command, and Hatan, and Latwi, and all of this. Uh, they that started in the fifties and sixties, and some of them were real positive Confederation contacts. However, Ra is saying. First of all, we're not from Venus anymore. Secondly, uh, because of their contacts in Egypt, or 18,000 and 11,000 years ago, there's actually um, collective unconscious thought forms, uh, or there are thought forms or images of our having been here <clears throat> in, in the Akashic Record. I mean, they're talking about Akashic Records here, which is the collective, the historical collective consciousness of Earth, of humanity. So the collective consciousness, historical memory of Earth humans include thought forms of Ra's time of walking among us, actually 11,000 years ago, and then in the Akhenaten time. So this is a memory, this is a memory that, that is associated with thought forms or images uh, of UFOs and of, UF of entities from Venus that are part of your society memory complex, uh, meaning part of the collective mind. Uh, the mass consciousness or collective consciousness of humanity can, ex can create this experience of, you know, positive golden ETs walking among us from Venus with bell-shaped craft, that whole thing that can be created out of the collective unconscious, just like Jung said. And Jung was right on in that he said some UFOs are appearing out of the collective unconscious. Yes, not all, however. And that's not the whole of the phenomenon, meaning a, a collective psychological event. No. But uh, he, was, he had accuracy there. And Venus, the present Venus civilization is not sixth density, it's actually fifth density positive. 
uh, and Ra is no longer localized to Venus anyway. So that's a very, all sorts of interesting things there. And again, further sessions will explain it more. Don asks, pushing in, you know, Don was a UFO researcher and uh, spoke at UFO conferences and knew other hardcore UFO researchers like um, Leo Sprinkle, who wrote uh, recommendations for my books, UFO researcher, University of Wyoming, Wanderer, very good guy. I don't know if he's still who he used to be, but he's a very good guy, and he helped me, and he's a really kind heart. Uh, Don knew people like that, <clears throat> and other um, top UFO researchers from the 60s and 70s. Uh, do any of the UFOs that presently re that are presently reported come from other planets here at this time, or do you have this knowledge? Meaning, where are these UFOs coming from? Again, this is just session si six, so Don is just getting into um, the discussion here and the understanding. And Ra presents uh, more information about the Confederation. Ra says, I am one of the members of the Confederation of Planets in the service <clears throat> of the Infinite Creator. There are approximately 53 civilizations comprising approximately 500 planetary consciousness complexes in this Confederation. This Confederation contains those from your own planet who have attained dimensions beyond your third. It contains planetary entities within your solar system, and it contains planetary entities from other galaxies, meaning solar systems. It is a true confederation in that its members are not alike, but allied in service, according to the Law of One. Now, this is uh, our local confederation associated with seven solar systems, 53 civilizations, meaning 53 planetary races or groups that uh, have colonized or that have other planets under their jurisdiction, meaning about 10 per civilization. So 53 civilizations equals 500 planetary consciousness complexes, meaning 500 planetary groups, which is very interesting. So they're pretty old. They've been around a long time. And the Confederation contains humans or includes people who are adepts, um, attain dimensions beyond your third, people who've done spiritual practice, people who have had uh, Sotapanna and first level enlightenment and beyond. It contains planetary entities within your solar system, meaning fifth density positive Venusian, and any other groups and elements from the Council of Saturn, which are also, you know, sixth density, seven, eighth density entities. Uh, but that they're not the, there are other planetary entities that Ra's referring to here. And contains planetary entities from other galaxies. This is the use of the term galaxy to refer to solar system. So other, um, I, I'm not sure if they really mean other galaxies, but I think it's really local to this sector of the Milky Way galaxy. But uh, obviously it's a confederation with many different origin members. Uh, but everybody basically is helping together, and, um, you know, the path is one. There's only one path, and that's the development of the seven centers of our totality, or the totality of our being as expressed through seven centers. And everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody's got the same work. Uh, some are further along, and some are less along, but everybody wants to help, because uh, they, they know the score. And um, helping each other is the natural way.
treat others as you wish them to treat you. Very simple. Uh... 625, do any of them come here at this time in spacecraft in the past, say, 30 years? Uh, the Confederation members. Ross said, <clears throat> we must state that this uh, information is unimportant. Uh, this was in brackets, so it may be, I'm not sure whether they said it or it's unclear from the transcript. We must state that this information is unimportant. If you will understand this, we feel that the information may be acceptably offered. The law of one is what we're here to express. However, we will speak upon the subject. The subject of who has come in spacecraft, from what groups, what levels, for what purpose. Um, talking about UFO data <clears throat> is not the purpose of Ra's contact. And the particulars of who's using what ship, from where, when, how long, for what work, how do you know them, uh, what's it all about? That kind of thing is not uh, essential to soul evolution. These are not the principles of soul evolution. The principles are what Ra is here to present. <clears throat> and that's the law of one and the laws or the principles that lead to realization of the law of one. But they'll talk about it. So they say, each planetary entity or group which wishes to appear within your third dimensional space-time distortion Request permission to break quarantine, as you may call it, <clears throat> and appear to your peoples. The reason and purpose for this appearance is understood and either accepted or rejected. There have been as many as 15 of the Confederation entities in your skies at any one time. It's a lot. The others available to you through thought. <clears throat> at present, which is 1981, there are seven which are operating with craft in your density. Their purposes are very simple to allow those entities of your planet to become aware of infinity, which is often best expressed to the uninformed as the mysterious or unknown. So, <clears throat> the purpose of the Confederation is ultimately to support soul evolution uh, in this on planet Earth and uh, the, the seven solar systems associated. Uh, their purpose is not to teach about UFO propulsion. Their purpose is not to transfer weaponry or to make uh, secret deals like Orion has done with elements of the human leadership. That's not what the Confederation is about. And in fact, it's not even what Ra's interested in to discuss the specific work of the Confederation because it's not central to their purpose in, in helping us grow up. And it's, uh, it's a sideshow. And so, <clears throat> but, yes, there's a confederation. Yes, they have UFOs. Yes, they appear in the skies. Yes, there are many groups. Yes, there's a protocol for all that. The protocol is they contact the, they have make a plan. They contact the Council of Saturn. They lay out, lay out the plan. And the Council of Saturn says yes or no. <clears throat> uh... Interestingly, there are seven different groups that, that appear with craft in the skies here and there, now and then. Uh, and their purpose is basically to help us grow up, which is said as to allow those entities of your planet, to, humans, to become aware of infinity, a hole in the curtain, uh, the boundless, what's beyond the 3D illusion, what's beyond 3D phenomena. 
and that's often best expressed to the uninformed, meaning those who have not self-informed themselves, those who have not sought wisdom, uh, as what's called mysterious or unknown. Oh my God, look at that. Oh, 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 look at that. Well, fine. Now, now what? Okay, now you look at it. So it's the same kind of thing with UFO conferences, which I've had the pleasure of attending, <clears throat> or otherwise, for the last 30 years, uh, the main event is UFO pictures. Let's look at UFO videos of pictures and uh, things in the sky. And, okay, well, that's mysterious and it's unknown. Would you like to know it? Would you like to understand it? Well, people do, but they don't spend a lot of time on philosophy or metaphysics or comparative religion. Uh, and when they do, half of them are government agents, <laughs> which is uh, another muddying in the water. Uh, but you get the government you deserve. And... Uh, Humans are not known for their honesty, so you end up with uh, deceive, deceptive leadership. Uh, <clears throat> but the, the main work of the Confederation in appearing in the skies, which doesn't happen so much, actually, and um, is not the mass sightings. It's really a, more of an individual matter. Their purpose is to help people um, awaken to the reality of a mystery and the importance of looking beyond the 3D world and looking within your heart to understand the nature of reality. Uh, <clears throat> and then the last, this will be the last um, question that we'll cover in session 26, or session 6, uh, which is 626, session question 26. It's a long session, you know. So 6.26. Don says, okay, well, I'm fully aware that you are primarily interested in disseminating the law of one. However, he's wondering, <clears throat> should he limit his questions only to the application of the law of one? I understand, you know, it's your objective to disseminate. He said, I understand that at this time it is the objective to widely disseminate this material. Is this correct? Actually, it's not correct because it was not Ra's intention to make a bestseller or widely disseminate the information, uh, and they'll explain it. Ra answered, is a very important answer actually, this perception, meaning your perception, that <clears throat> we're mainly interested in speaking the law of one, uh, but there's some value to include other questions about other things that might help other people hook into it and, and make the material more accessible. Uh, is that okay? Is that what you think? What would you like? That kind of view. Ra's saying, this perception is only slightly distorted in your understand learning, in your understanding. We wish you to proceed as you deem proper. This is your place. That is your place. We, in giving this information, find our distortion of understanding of our purpose to be that not only of the offering of information, but the weighting of it according to our distorted perceptions of its relative importance. <clears throat> Thus, you will find our statements at times to be those which imply that a question is unimportant. This is due to our perception that the given question is unimportant. <laughs> Nevertheless, 
Unless the question contains the potential for answer giving, which may infringe upon free will, we offer our answers. <laughs> so, Ra is very meticulous in respecting free will. <clears throat> the, <clears throat> the free will, <clears throat> excuse me, the free will of Don to ask peripheral questions that are not central to the law of one, and the free will of uh, those who uh, have not read the book yet, and those who will be reading it later, to uh, not receive information that will pres- that'll give them something that they shouldn't have uh, in that it would be a fringe- infringement on their free will to work through their confusion or to, by their own efforts, go through by their own work from not knowing to knowing. Uh, when the teacher doesn't answer, it's because they think that the question is unimportant, which it may well be, or... Um, that the answer would infringe on someone's free will to be to remain confused. Huh? It's the free will. The law of free will is also called the law of confusion. Why? The, again, this is the only source, the raw material that'll say the law of confusion. Why? Why is the law of free will called the law of confusion? Because <clears> of. <throat> uh, mm, the experience of free will um, is associated with the experience of confusion. Uh, we have the experience of free will to choose this or that. We experience or perceive choice. I perceive there's a choice. I perceive I have the free will to make my choice to do this or that. And that's based on the sense that I don't know what I should do. I have to make a decision or a decision is possible. That is that is based on implicit confusion or misunderstanding. Recognizing that there are two possible good ways to go. There are two possibilities. At a higher level, you see, it's very subtle, but uh, for a less conscious entity, like an animal, uh, or a baby, or uh, you know, or a rock or a plant, they have no free will. They don't have experience of a sense of self, or confusion, or options or choice. Therefore, no feeling that there is a free will to make choice. They just act according to instinct, or um, you know, their reflexive reactions. Plants, animals, babies, and uh, primitive humans. <clears throat> don't have much experience of free will because they can't, they don't experience um, the, they're not perceiving choice and options. Uh, likewise, a fully enlightened being is beyond confusion and uh, therefore also is beyond the sense that there are many different things that I could do. And so Ra said, the crystallized healer has no will, no free will, no confusion. No wondering what's best. They don't wonder what's best. They know what's best moment by moment. Or they know what is moment by moment. They don't need, they're not experienced, they don't need free will because there's no confusion. But it's the human level where we're, we have an experience of free will and choice or decision, you know, options for decision. Uh, which is based in confusion. 
and that's a particular stage of the development of consciousness. And so, <clears throat> uh, Ra, the true teacher, a true teacher, won't offer information that infringes our free will, which is our free will to remain confused and figure it out ourselves. They also then don't provide information that they think is unimportant or questions or answering questions that they think are, are unimportant because that's also a kind of infringement, actually. It's infringing um, our uh, capacity to evaluate material properly <laughs> because it's sort of assuming that any question and any answer is fine. But actually, from Ra's perspective, some material is unimportant. And that's very serious, because they say uh, <clears throat> part of their understanding of their purpose, not only to communicate their, their nature, being one, we are one, to communicate that as it pertains to us and soul evolution, but also to uh, offer the proper weighting or a, a true weighting of information uh, according to their view of what's important, <clears throat> which is, they're saying, our distorted perceptions of its relative importance. Again, distortion is distorted distortion, just a word used all the time here to refer to any um, derivative of the law of one that assumes duality, that is not wholly... Um, you know, embracing the reality of unity. <laughs> so, uh, the proper weighting of information is important, and we should be doing that too. There is some channeling information that is not important. There is some spiritual teaching that is not important. There are some lines of questioning that are not important. Uh, Gautama Buddha basically only spoke to um, the way, the, the, the nature of our condition and the means or the path to freedom from suffering and ignorance. That's it. He was not interested in theoretical discussion of karma or cosmology. Simply um, the path and the result of, of the path. And that was the Four Noble Truths. And that's because he considered that important. And the other stuff, not important. So, uh, people have a lot of confusion, a lot of confusion these days, more and more, uh, thinking uh, certain ways of living or train of thought or uh, pursuit uh, and uh, time spent is on matters of importance when they're really not. If you don't know, if you're going to be confused when you die, then you haven't been paying attention to what's important. If you pay attention to what's really important, you won't be confused at death. So, <clears throat> uh, that's all for right now. Um, well, first of all, I think these are good questions. And uh, there are many of them uh, you, you presented. And there's no definitive answer. But there are... Definitive answers that fill in uh, a picture that leads to some conclusions, although it doesn't um, decisively present them. So, uh, let's put them all together. <clears throat> There'll be a 100 to 700 year transition time before Earth goes to true color green. 
there'll be a non-inhabitation of the 3D sphere while the 4D group prepares itself metaphysically to protect the free will of 3D souls so that they cannot be seen. Then there'll be a 3D cycle again. Uh, Those two things may be the same time or not, but we can can expect that there'll be a period of, I imagine, some hundreds of years before there's a 3D cycle again, meaning the 3D cycle will stop or be ended, and Earth will be 1, 2, 4, and not activated at the third dimensional level for a while. Uh, My sense is that there's going to be... uh, There's there's going to be... um, The Logos will just shut off the 3D... will just deactivate the third density level uh, coincidental with a solar activity. Uh, in in the view of initiation, there's considered there are three players on the stage. There's the supplicant or the initiate. There's his master, and then there's the source behind the master. In my understanding, <clears throat> the uh, in this case in the drama. The initiate is planet Earth, initiating initiating its fourth dimensional activation and its fourth dimensional uh, uh, phase of evolution. That initiation is mediated by the sun, which is the master, and the central spiritual sun, which is the source of power behind the master. So <clears throat> as the solar system moves, now we are already in the new uh, sector of energetics of the galaxy, the clock face analogy. Uh, Now, the solar system and planet Earth, like the photon belt, very similar to the theories of the photon belt. The Earth and the solar system has rotated around galactic center to be in a different charged region of the galaxy. That represents uh, a step forward in the clock face or a step into the next sector or section of energetics of the galactic clock face that exposes the solar system and the sun to a different set of energies from galactic center. Not only, but including energies from galactic center. Uh, The sun is um, the basic mediator of planet Earth, or planet Earth is an expression of the solar logos, of course. And uh, it'll be the energy relationship between galactic center and the sun and planet earth that um, effects dimensional shift. So when the solar logos in association with the galactic logos, which is way beyond our level of mind and even beyond a cosmic Buddha, a cosmic Buddha or Nityananda, those guys might know that, but um, it's a work in progress. And so I don't think that there's even been a decision as to when it'll occur. It'll occur within a range of time, what we call time, associated with uh, the movement of the solar system into uh, this new portion of the galaxy, galactic energy field. There is a window, however, when there's an optimal condition, and that's... um, that's a calculus done by the solar logos and the galactic logos. That calculus particularly integrates the developing human consciousness 
with the optimal position of the solar system uh, as it's moving into uh, this new sector of energy field in the galaxy. And so when the, the solar logos and the galactic logos perceive the maximal, it'll be basically a, a combina- an integration between the maximal achievement of human consciousness and the final, um, the, the, um, the optimal uh, position uh, of the solar system in relation to the, to the galactic field. So as the solar system now moves into this, this sector of the galaxy, uh, this new field of energetics, uh, there will be a time when uh, it should not be delayed. And letting the solar system continue moving around the galactic clock face will be too late um, relative to human consciousness to affect dimensional shift. So uh, the more time that we have in 3D the more human consciousness can move towards harvestability, which is a good thing. However, it's limited by a, a window of optimal energy exposure. Uh, because if the logo, if the logoi, the galactic logos, central spiritual sun, center of the galaxy, being, and the solar logos, sun, solar being, creator of Earth and the octave, uh, <clears throat> when they perceive uh, the maximal human development and the end of the window, approaching the end of the most usable portion of early fourth density for the the initial development, then the planet will experience dimensional shift. Uh, You could say that the longer the planet goes in 3D, the better. However, uh, the longer that the planet remains before uh, dimensional shift, the more those who are unable to make use of these energies will not uh, be benefited. And so you have a lot of humans who can't stand the light, who can't use the current conditions well. In fact, you see that. You see a lot of people drop down into orange ray, personalized, personal personal focus, personal focusing, and they're really not engaging socially well, and they're not polarizing much, and they're not approaching harvestability, they're just stuck. And it's like, uh, <clears throat> you know, a person who goes, a person who has a lot of emotional damage being in a Buddha field. Uh, we could see that a little bit earlier in, earlier in the evening. So, uh, when a person is stuck in their emotional process or unwilling to use their mind uh, to to understand their life or consider their values and deeper understanding of their purpose, uh, that person, the longer they stay in in a higher dimensional energy field, the more stuck they'll get. And they shouldn't be there. They should be uh, at an earlier level, meaning ten-year-olds, uh, you know, five-year-old children should not be in postgraduate studies. 
they should be in, you know, first grade, which is fine. But if you put them in, in a more advanced learning situation, which they're not capable of, where they're not capable of integrating, they're harmed. And so there's increasing uh, incapacity, inability of earlier levels of human beings to make use of the changed energetics as the planet stays longer uh, in third density. Uh, and so dimensional shift will take them out, take everybody away, so that only those who are qualified will be, you know, reincarnated on the fourth density Earth. So there's some kind of diminishing returns uh, factor that's being considered. So the logos, the solar logos and the planet and, and the galactic logo, logos in association, um, watching the increasing development of humanity, uh, making for those fewer who are make, able to use these higher, third, these late third density energetics and third density, fourth density energetic mix, there are... Um, there, there's a certain number who are able to use it, and there's an increasing number who's not able to use it. Meanwhile, uh, the planet keeps moving into the fourth density sector. Uh, at a certain point, the galactic logos and the solar logos will decide uh, it's enough. We've gotten the maximum humanity has derived the maximal benefit that it can from the evolving or the changing energy fields, um, and we're not willing <clears throat> to let these other souls uh, get more stuck uh, with a longer uh, remaining in the third density uh, condition as the planet is increasingly fourth density. So at that point, the dimensional shift occurs, and we don't know when that is, and most people think that it's delayed. And if it's delayed, which it could be, um, it could certainly, it's probably because humanity is able to use the vibratory conditions to their own benefit. More people are, are, grad, are, are um, polarizing positive and negative, and that's what we see. The peop, you know, more people, are, and Rob predicted this too, as the fourth density energy field strengthens, uh, more people will strongly be positive and strongly go negative. What we don't, what Ra didn't talk about too much, although they did a bit, is that now an increasingly number, increasing number of people are unable to make use of the vibratory conditions. Their free will must be protected too, and that's why some, you know, some people are dying, but people are always dying, leaving. Uh, I just think that <clears throat> uh, it'll happen. And Jesus said, no man shall know the hour. Even the angels don't know because it's above their level. It's a question, it, it's, a known, it's known in eighth density, but it's not a fixed date or time because it's, it's, not, it's significantly a product of uh, human free will. <clears throat> How much people can use the current energetics to polarize positive and negative versus the increasing inability of many to continue growing in this kind of energetic environment while the planet and the solar system keeps moving 
deeper into the fourth dimensional fourth dimensional field or the fourth you know it's not a fourth dimensional field actually it's a different sector of the a, a different energetic sector of the galaxy it's not the fourth density sector but because other planets are at other dimensional levels in the solar system venus is 5 right earth is 3 going to 4 is venus graduating probably not but uh it's not that earth and the solar system moving into a 4d field it's that the solar system moving into this field, this that other portion of the galactic clock phase, the other energetic, th this new energetic field of the galaxy is associated with Earth's dimensional shift into fourth density. Uh, but the logos, uh, you know, as the Earth, as the planet moves deeper and deeper into this sector. Um, it becomes less and less able to retain the third density field. And it's time. It becomes sort of time to um, to wink it out. And I really do think that there'll be a solar... There will certainly be some kind of solar emission, but that'll be coordinated with um, a metaphysical uh, uh, winking off, light switch turned off, something like that. Because the whole situation is is um, a play of light, actually, and that's associated with perception, and perception associated with consciousness. So, I don't I I don't know when, of course, um, but <clears throat> it's that kind of calculus that's being done. Oh yeah, no 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 <clears throat> no. You can only ride it out if you have double bodied. <clears throat> I mean. Rod didn't even say riding it out with double bodies, but I, I don't, we'll, we'll find that again, but it's my inference that because those wanderers are double-bodied, they can ride out dimensional shift without dying. However, there will be also other humans, 3D souls, 3D natives, who are harvestable. You see, the veil is not a planetary affair. It's uh, specific to the yellow ray activation of body-mind-spirit complex. <clears throat> meaning the veil is associated with our physical incarnation in space-time in 3D. When the person is on the astral plane, there's no veil. When the person is in a fourth-density activated 4D or green-ray body activated mind-body-spirit complex, there's no veil. So <clears throat> beings in higher dimensions, 4, 5, 6, 7... Uh, have no veil in mind, it's not cosmic plan, because the veil in mind is a phenomenon uh, associated with mind um, incarnated in 3D physical body, yellow ray body. So that concludes uh, the second half of session six, and next week we'll get into session seven, which is also deepening and... Um, you'll see how the communication and the relationship between Don and Ra, or the LNL group and Ra, uh, progressively um, warms and um, develops kind of spiritual intimacy of teacher and student. And um, hope you'll be there. Okay, thanks again. Bye now.